0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So often. The green lights are on. Okay. Green means go. Um, Hi, guys. This is is new. We've Mm -hmm. got a video format. And... And we've got some snazzy microphones. I oh. Um, Yeah, welcome back to Style Over Substance with me, Scarlett. And myself, Mim. We put out new episodes every Tuesday. We've had a little bit of a break, mm-hmm. but we have come back with, yeah, video format so you guys can A, see the fact that we actually do know each other. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hopefully see that, you know, we get along well with been friends for 20 plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, like, that's the way podcast format's moving. Yeah. We wanted to deliver, like, a new challenge for ourselves mm-hmm. and, like, elevate this podcast. We're doing it for two years now. And um, so, yeah, this is, this is new for us but exciting. We tried to do it a little bit towards the end of last year, but we're back.
1: Yeah. it didn't, It didn't work so well. But as you say, we're back. We had a bit of a break yeah. of a few months, maybe about four months. But we've been doing this podcast for two years now. Um, started in the summer of 2020, um, massive learning curve. Yeah, kind of got better at it. Thank kind of. goodness we
0: weren't being filmed then. That's
1: true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like just sitting on our bedroom floor, like Zoom calling each other, trying to record a podcast, and and then make we'd,
0: it... we'd be sat in the dark. Like what, you don't remember we'd be doing it, yeah, yeah. and the light would go because like as in, like the sun would have set. And we'd be both just like, you'd just see the red light of our microphones or something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think like, because
1: this is our first episode where we're actually doing audio and visual, I think it's probably worth for a lot of the new people, new to us anyway, who are watching, we wanted to do an introductory episode again, talk about who we are, what our podcast is about, why we started our podcast, and also give you a bit of a flavour of like, the 100-plus episodes we've already done um, and talk about our guests. So, yeah. Like, why yeah. Why do you think it was important for us to start this
0: podcast, Style of a Substance? Well, um, it helped us talk more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, we've been friends for, like, 20 years, but I think every friendship goes through a period of time where you don't see each other that much. You go to uni. Yeah. You, you have jobs or whatever, and you – like drift apart from certain people just just simply out of logistics um and yeah definitely this podcast forced us to like speak to each other like constantly throughout the week record every weekend yeah that's true
0: that was nice but also i think i think we have a mutual thing and interest in fashion yeah the whole world was starting a podcast at the time it was a really nice project to have in lockdown Mm. and but also, like, what was it? We saw a stat, didn't we, like, a few months ago of, like, how many podcasts, like, get past a certain point. Oh, yeah. And it's really not many that last beyond, like, I feel like it wasn't even a year.
1: No, it it wasn't. It was, like, less than a year. And, like, it was over it, half it, of them yeah, don't yeah, make yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and
0: then I swear it was probably about, like, 30% of podcasts last more than a year, something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah we just we enjoy talking about fashion we wanted to talk about our experiences of being in fashion and disclaim like we're no longer in fashion we'll get into that a little bit later yeah and and just talk about it it's something that we've always really enjoyed ever since we were young um we used to discuss Met Gala looks when yeah we sit in the library on the computers at school
1: and we would discuss it like back in the day when the website was like style.com it wasn't even like Vogue. Oh, they I used to owned, love style.com. They like owned a website yeah. called Style. It no longer exists. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. And We used to like watch like after um, award ceremonies, yeah. the looks, yeah. Met Galas, and things like that. And that was before influencer culture. Like Instagram it was. wasn't a thing um
0: and we were big into couture fashion week like i remember being like oh couture fashion week is my favorite because we were big ellie yes, saab fans. yes 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 and we used to discuss it and then we'd be like which look would we wear from the ellie saab show yeah so we've always liked that we've always discussed it we've always maybe like talked about the topical stuff it's so, like it's funny like thinking about it in hindsight it feels really natural that this came about
1: yeah definitely and um, and i think that's why we've we've managed to keep going for so long that's true (laughs) (laughs) like any other topic I don't think we would have had this like much energy or like content for yeah but um somehow we still have a lot more that we want to say um but yeah we as you said like it was the summer of 2020 everyone was starting a podcast we were like Let's try it out. Let's buy some microphones off Amazon and wing it and figure it out. Um, but yeah, there's like so many topics that we've already discussed. And I think besides like our friendship, we wanted to offer like an insider perspective of like, this is how it actually is working in yeah. fashion. From yeah. Like you from a design perspective, myself from more like merchandising. and. Give an honest account of how we found it. Like, we like, we love the glamour of it, and we still do, and, and we, we still st- buy into and it we still despite it. knowing the
0: truth.
1: <laughs> but also, like, heads up, guys, or like, full disclaimer, it's not like that. Here's the other side to it, and, yeah. And like, I think very often when you go online and you see influencers, and it's like amazing, I love all of that mm. stuff. But I don't really know a lot of people who say, you know what, it's actually shit working in
0: fashion. Not many people lift the lid on it. It still is a really like, yeah, it's true actually. Even having experienced it myself, like you still don't see it online or you kind of like forget if you forget your own experiences because like the mind and the memory can like protect you. Um, It's just like, like convenient amnesia. Yeah, like what is protection mode or whatever it might be you f- like it's not a it's not a spoken about thing the the main reference is the devil wears prada yeah but that's the only real cultural reference and like that's meant to be a caricature i mean like yeah, in my opinion is. i don't think it is like yeah. but it's meant to be a tongue-in-cheek it's yeah. meant to be whatever um and yeah there aren't many real accounts of how it is um i don't know why i don't have to sign an nda no so it wasn't that important <laughs> but like free speech and all of that yeah um but yeah and so yeah we've talked about loads of topics we've talked about kind of like I've talked about my interning experiences um different trips that I've been on and weird jobs that I got asked to do like in the early interning yeah, days yeah, yeah. and like stuff where like oh that wasn't probably appropriate yeah. um for me to be you know going and getting like medicine and stuff like that or like your main job of the day is Is like like, going and signing for an artwork for your boss like at their house like being an executive assistant for someone who that's not your job role Yeah. yeah and you're trying to do an internship and learning about designing like things yeah um we've talked about all sorts we've talked about um like leathers because we've both worked in the accessories industry mm-hmm. um we've talked about brand profiles so we've like done sort of like a spotlight on play- people like Bottega you know Yves Saint Laurent yeah um I think we did a Karl Lagerfeld episode yeah from wrong there's um, a lot of
1: episodes um yeah we have over hundred. so excuse the brain fog on that. <laughs> yeah um but I think some of our most successful ones have definitely been our guest um episodes like you know, as we said, we started this in 2020, lockdown was with us. It was like the hottest summer and there was like everyone who was in like fashion industry, there was yeah. there were no events yeah. and fashion shows to go to. Their diaries were really empty. <laughs> their diaries were empty. No one in marketing was spending their budget, you know, clearly, because we managed to get a real good selection and breadth of guests who were willing to come onto our new podcast yeah and just chat about so for example we had brian sakawa absolute men's fashion legend of he spoke style talk about um classic fashion influences um going to um milan for obviously the men's collections um and his kind of influences and his like pointers on top five things for any guy who wants to start dressing really well yeah. what, you should, what you should get
0: yeah and um, we also had style me sunday natalie and she had a really great perspective she has fun and doesn't take herself too seriously yeah. Is about body positivity although she didn't really like us saying that or being she doesn't like to be connected with that yeah because it, it's so much more than that but sort of her journey in style and how she expresses herself with clothes, has fun with it. Um, and like her relationship of like growing her audience online and all the rest of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: definitely like coming into her
1: own and yeah. finding out more about herself from all different, like life continues after the 20s, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here we are in our 30s. We entered into our 30s on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that was something. And we had episodes about, about like, Aging and style yeah. and perspective and things like that um back onto guests <laughs> we had um fernand fringpong who actually he is like a presenter and videographer um and he came on to talk to us about the production of shows yeah um, and giving us his insight on how different techniques and visuals and imagery might be achieved mm. so that was that was really cool from a different perspective and he has actually met Brian Sakawa whilst they were on a job together Brian he is a serviceman in the US military but he also um, plays in their band yeah uh, brass band um, part of the brass section yeah and he uh, was uh, performing in Scotland with his group and Fernand was also working with the BBC to film and produce this
0: whole show. So small world. Full circle moment for the podcast. We yeah. love that. Um, we had Chi Washington, who had recently started a YouTube channel. And we talked to her about, you know, saving up for that piece and really celebrating it. Mm. And so she would kind of do an unboxing, but then also how she would style it and like me Mm -hmm. I think for you as well like I like consuming relatable content and I think like that really shines when someone's relatable she's a school teacher yeah like she's having to save up to buy that Louis Vuitton piece and I think it's a really nice thing to celebrate that and like it's just I find that really relatable and it's like fun to like kind of talk about how That's like, that's the origin of a lot of this stuff. And like, we arguably would do exactly that. Yeah. If we had the confidence time or space. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think in the age of kind of being desensitized from a lot of these prices. Yeah. um, And we've had a separate episode about luxury pricing. Um, But yeah, as you said, she, you know, she's a teacher and she's got two small kids and she's she was starting her YouTube channel at the time. And it just brings you down to earth like how you know spending a thousand, two thousand pounds on something is not something that, you know, we as normal lay people could do all the
0: time. Or do or people do lightly. Like we get yeah, so sensitized yeah, yeah. to that when someone does a haul, like I watched even earlier, someone did like a Nessa Porte haul. And like, you know, there's always someone in the oh comments. God, I've
1: never seen that. Port-it-all. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. I think I need to start watching um, that. <laughs> like it wasn't a set, like it was just in like this vlog um, that oh, I was I watching. Um, and like someone in the comments will always add it up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like I don't even have to look at that comment these days, but you just know someone's spent like an obscene amount of money because and it's Porte that they're mm. buying their clothes from. But like we get desensitized to that. But actually like, it's nice to remember, like, oh yeah, no, actually, that is aspirational, and I can do that. I could put like fifty pounds away each month, and like, yes, it might take a while or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can celebrate that moment and exactly, see. and and recognize that, as you said, it
1: it requires a lot of thought before making yes. such a big pr- yeah. uh, purchase like that, um, and so it was great to get cheese perspective and just honest take on like listen I can't be doing these um purchase videos all the time I yeah. have to switch up because I'm not buying Louis Vuitton
0: every week yeah exactly for sure um and then we also had Annie Amusu mm-hmm. who um had her own online website um that basically was helping curate and sort of like I don't know. You explain it a lot better than I do too. <laughs> um,
1: Yeah. She had a, a website a, a website called epiphany.com and it helped consumers like buy a lot of beauty products yeah. and like um, hair products that you might not find in the UK necessarily. Or you will really rely on, on reviews from people who have tried it. Um, And also it was a great website to find where can I buy that product, but at the best price. Yeah. Um, And that's really important as well. you know, as with luxury fashion, I think the beauty space, the mainstream beauty space has become more luxury. Oh my gosh, yeah. Before it was like... like,
0: Especially hair, but everything. I think we're, we're investing in ourselves more than ever. Yeah. And like, I mean... This like, I'm going to feel really old saying it, but when I grew up, like, even our mums would be buying their makeup from Boots, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like Boots or, or like, like Debenhams you'd or House of they'd Fraser. get their, like, yeah, they'd maybe get their foundation shade from like Bobbi Brown or yeah. whatever, but then they'd top it up. Like, my mum still uses like a Rimmel mascara or whatever. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, granted, you'd <laughs> be caught dead in that. Though. No, no, but granted, like, I that's I love all that stuff, mm-hmm. but there's now a space where you can buy into everything in your life. do You know, like so I think beauty used to be like oh, but I can get this from Boots oh like that's fine like but now there's literally like an elevated version mm. that's accessible for everybody in terms of like availability. Y- availability yeah. and because of the online space and because of influencers um like everything, especially like haircare like the guy from um oh, um the Four Gay Guy program. Queer Eye,
1: yes, there's I've, five of them.
0: Oh. <laughs> I've never watched it. Oh, really? Jonathan's, had, yeah, Jonathan Van Ness. He's, got, he's got a hair product line. <laughs> yeah, and like, and it's a little like it's not. Premium, premium, but like also Olaplex now is like a given that loads of people. Loads of people have Olaplex. So expensive. expensive. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, she has a line called Pattern. That is not cheap. That is not. So this is what Epiphany did though. Was like it brought it brought these (laughs) four gay guys. Don't cancel me. No, no, no. Um, That's the whole. That's
1: the whole point. It is the the whole point of the show, bar Um, them being five of them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Back to epiphany. Yeah, yeah, she curated these products and basically like, but whilst managing her full time job as like a brand and marketing manager. Yeah. And yeah, like again, like it's these people with passion projects, um, and thinking that you know these things don't come without effort, and it's nice to kind of remember that
1: and just like to hear their journey, um as you mentioned, she had a full time job working from one perspective of like liaising with influencers to push marketing Mm -hmm. campaigns and whatnot, and understanding fashion and beauty from that perspective. Um, but then also to go home and work on her website, which was doing incredibly well at the time when we spoke to her. Um, and, having to learn to be an influencer herself in order to further her Her, website and her business. Um, And just talking about how
0: she juggled that and how she came to be as well. Mm. We also spoke with, this is one of my favorite conversations, Sam at Teddy Locks socks. Yeah. And she basically created a company of socks that were sustainable, made from plastic bottles Mm. And they are genuinely so soft. We got sent some ourselves.
1: (laughs) Um, That was our first, um,
0: like, gifting experience. Hashtag ad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But honestly, they were so soft. But learning also, again, she was a full-time mum, like, doing this in her spare time, um, but also cared so, like, the importance of the sustainability of every aspect Yeah. Because it's really easy to call a product sustainable, the socks could be made from plastic, but then you also have to do your due diligence to make sure the factories are ethical, mm-hmm. that the sourcing even of those plastic bottles is ethical... Like, the way it's getting shipped from the factory. Like, you've got to check every part of the journey. Yeah. Um, And that's not easy. And she would tell us, that, and that was really important that she didn't skimp on that. Mm. And also, like, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight that you create a really soft sock either from plastic.
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. And she was based in the UK. She was British, at least. I can't remember if she still lived in there, if she lived abroad. But the production of her garment which was socks um were in the states so it was having a made in the usa sort of product you know which the manufacturing of that comes at a premium coupled with the fact that she was making a product that hadn't been done at the place that she was having them made and like producing the materials and everything that was involved was new to her suppliers as much as it was new to her and really just like building out a whole new supply chain and a whole new production for what she wanted to do. And she was like steadfast on like achieving it the way that she felt it needed to be achieved. So yeah, amazing from someone who, hearing a perspective from someone who's really trying to make, things sustainable from the very beginning you know there's a lot of brands and there's no slight to it running a fashion brand in general is incredibly difficult but for many cases it can be let's make a product as much uh, as eco-friendly as we can that might be 40% and we'll let the 60% slide for now. And we'll work on that as time goes by, as opposed to someone saying, no, 100% of this needs to be recycled, needs to be eco-friendly from the labels to the packaging to the tissue paper it comes in. It was a real um, test of kind of her endurance and that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Separate from that, we've had other episodes where we've talked about uh, working conditions mm. for, um yeah, garment workers and stuff like that. We've talked about, like, when brands claim, especially like high street brands claim they're trying to be sustainable and yeah. what that really means Um, and just them having, like, a 100% costume T-shirt or, like, their organic T-shirt range or whatever, like, <clears throat> like what that actually means yeah. and the c- price that comes at. So we've touched on things like that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. We've had a lot of um, episodes to do with the people aspect, because we also used to be part of the people. (laughs) We were staff workers, you know, and of course we aren't garment workers, but it was a topic that was really important for us to focus on because it's like, if we can be in the UK working for some of the biggest names Mm. in fashion, for couture houses and be treated a certain way or to not be, like, compensated enough. Appropriately. Imagine what it's like for people in Southeast Asia yeah. who are making these garments for us. It's like, yeah, so we've got a few episodes on that.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we also had a guest episode with Cassie Thorpe. Mm-hmm. And she was a pretty big deal at the time and is now huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, similar to Chi, but she was like a bit more along on her like collection journey. Mm-hmm. She would kind of she was telling us how that went and how she sort of would afford and you know um, save up for these items and like that was sort of her passion as well of kind of like um, yeah buying into fashion and she's kind of is on a non-stop journey of at now. Yeah, she's doing um, really well at the moment. Yeah, um, and she was really personal, really fun. Showed off like why she's done so well because of just how easy to talk to she was. Definitely. Um, And talked a lot actually also about like the consumer experience. And how, like, going into, like, there was that really funny thing she said about she doesn't want to feel like she's going to, like, the Tesco meat counter. Oh, my God, yeah, with the ticketing system, yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, if you're buying a product for more than a certain amount, you want to have a really special experience. Like, that's a lot of money. And I think for someone who is um,
1: maybe starting out in their collection, like, you're not, like, quite bawling. You know, you're not
0: like, oh, this is just, like... This is just me popping, like hopping to whistles or reese like this is if I'm going into Louis Vuitton to buy a handbag like that's a one-off experience I may be only going to do that once in the next five years if that Mm -hmm. so like I want you to make me feel like a princess in that moment like I do No, no 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 you do you want there are some people who do that maybe every week or every paycheck but I don't. Yeah. So I I don't want you to hand me a ticket or write my name down and 100%. tell me there's an hour wait. I want you to like make me feel like a really valued customer. Yeah. Um and so she yeah, she was really funny at talking about that. Yeah, she's
1: Cassie is is great. And um so yeah, really, really lucky to have spoken to someone who's really on the up and up in yeah. their YouTube career and still so down to earth and so personable. So that was really cool.
0: And then we spoke to the ladies at Hood London. um gabby and adele such great um conversations with them they so love what they do after doing it for a long time as well and it's it's a hard slog they're in the millinery so hood londoners hats um and i guess head accessories Mm -hmm. um but that's not an easy industry what they do is kind of look after quite a niche market yes who really care about like Yeah, vintage, think Dita Fontes, they have collections with her. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, yeah, their passion for it and how they kind of have, yeah, created this brand together and then playing off of the things they do well to build this brand. Yeah. Was really nice to, like, you know, play off their strengths and their different work experiences. Yeah.
1: So um, Adele, she was also experienced in making sunglasses and eyewear. And so they were bringing that sort of, that department into their, um, primarily hat business and design. I mean, if, if anyone out there is into vintage fashion, um, burlesque fashion, that lingerie culture, which is quite, um, which is quite big in the UK, you know, um, you'll definitely know about Hood London. They make amazing, beautiful pieces, really niche and, um, and what was really nice chatting to them was they essentially had worked in fashion before launching their own businesses together their own business and so we could talk to them about their experience of working for another brand yeah, yeah. and how they found it and also their passion for researching into how hats were made, the fabrics, the execution of uh, hats and millinery in general, um, researching into styling. And especially when you're in that vintage space, that research of what has gone before is really important. It's part of the aesthetic. And so, yeah, that their enthusiasm yeah. was, it really just rubbed off on us. We were like, we need to research into hats now, yeah, yeah, what we're we doing. Um, but another really funny thing to come out of their conversation was we talked about, um, we talked about, oh, see, now you're making my brain go blank. Ascot, the races. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so any of you out there who don't know what Ascot and the races, the Royal races are, in the UK, it's um, like horse racing, which is, it's, an, it's a royal event and it happens every summer and it's, it's a really big event in let's say upper class
0: circles yeah. it's a place to be seen it's kind of it's like a, it's a big fashion moment as well in like yes. kind of the horse racing calendar yeah. if you're into horse racing like Ascot is sort of the nicest one it's called Royal Ascot yeah there are dress codes for different like areas of tickets yeah and all of that and it's steeped in history
1: and the Queen attends it's her event in, in well, a sense well
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, it's, uh, the races is an integral part of the UK annual calendar, yeah. essentially. Um, and with that, is you have to wear a hat. Women have to wear hats. Do men have to? I think yeah. so. yeah.
0: Certain areas they do. Certain
1: areas you have to wear a hat, and you wear you're suited and booted, and, and you really, as you said, the fashion is the forefront. And so with that, we had this conversation about their thoughts on Ascot, their thoughts on a lot of the hats we see at the races, and in general, our culture of not wearing hats anymore. And they just have the funniest perspectives on all of it, considering yeah. that they make
0: hats for a yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They were adamant that they do not make hats for Ascot
0: yeah. <laughs> because they despise it. Which is actually also really cool to know that like, that's, a, that's an easy win as you can say, and, like, they want to go for what, like, they are proud of, and their, kind of, respect themselves in everything, which I think, like we said with Teddy Locks, like, that's always, like, they don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And then, I think, last but not least, um, is Cyrus from Fill and Needle. Yeah. He is based in LA, and is, sort of, like, a sample studio for kind of up and coming brands, but also just, yeah, had a really interesting perspective on how difficult or the challenges now that he sees for emerging designers, but also the trend of the kind and nature of brands that you see starting yeah. about and how they go about things. And even when it comes to sizing, yes. like whether they're kind of going just for that unisex thing mm-hmm. or like one size fit, like that kind of a culture
1: yeah yeah definitely and what was great about Cyrus is that he had a wealth of knowledge for the industry um not from a designer perspective not from an influence, influencer perspective but uh like a businessman perspective like he owned um factories and like production in LA um, and he gave us an insight of like how how it is to manufacture within the States, yeah. the cost that is associated with that as opposed to maybe producing in China or Bangladesh, the reasons why people would prefer to produce local to them. yeah. Um, and then we had a great conversation about 90s fashion, his favourite era of fashion, yeah. his appreciation for garments and how that's really been integral to his company and its longevity and why he still does what he
0: does essentially. So yeah, we've had we've had some really great guests, we've had some different topical episodes. We definitely recommend visiting some of our back catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that going forward there's still going to be much of us the same and we're going to talk about different topics. Yeah, so we'll
1: still do topics with guests of course. Um, So let us know if you have anyone that you would like us to see Mm. interview and get a big, you know, greater insight of um, what it is, what their career has been like behind the veil. Then we would love to approach them and have them on our podcast. But we will also continue to have episodes which um, where we take a topic and we discuss it fully. We do like these research topics um, and it's just a chance for us to really have a deep discussion about our perspective on our views, where things are going, maybe like predictions for the year. um, And those greater, larger issues within the industry we love to talk about. But yeah. And then lastly, um, we always do an episode, which is a bit more like personable. We call it our fashion story and so we'll take something that's maybe recently happened in the in fashion media, yeah. in the fashion calendar, um, and kind of we talk about our own holiday fashion looks. We talk about um, buying fashion, where we like to buy, what we like to buy. Um, what else?
0: Anything, really. Mm. Any fashion news, anything. It can range from, yeah, like... Struggling to dress for the season, what we're yep. lusting after, but yep. also, yeah, like um different appointments at fashion houses, all of that. Yeah,
1: definitely. So if yeah. you like our intro episode and you want to hear more of our podcast, um by all means listen to all our past episodes, but also be sure to like and subscribe to our channel um so you can be notified of when we have another video out. And we're also on socials. So Instagram, we post images and information on our episodes on Style Over Substance Pod. We also um, are on Twitter, kind of, sort of. Podcast Style is on Twitter. And you can email us um, any questions, any suggestions, any guest requests you might have. Email us on Podcast at gmail.com and, um, and we'll respond to you. So. Yeah, thanks everyone for all those who have been listening to us from the beginning. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I suppose hello to everyone else.
0: Welcome. See you. Bye. Bye.